Welcome to the Magellan Podcast, navigating education in the 21st century. This podcast brings the expertise of Magellan Learning Solutions to the biggest questions and issues in higher education. It is produced and directed by Adam Reich, podcast theme written and recorded by Wayne Patton, and features Magellan partners Wayne Patton, Aaron Traphagen, and Emily Eddy. If you listen to discussions about higher education, you'll find a plethora of ways that people talk about it. Is it a workforce development machine? Is it a training ground for future leaders? Is it a place where people grow into fully-fledged human beings? The answer is yes. It's all these, and the language we use to talk about higher education affects how we do it. Join us for a conversation about the many ways we talk about higher education. All right, well, welcome to the uh, Magellan Podcast. Um, We've been away for a while, but we're back. I guess this is season two, I'm told. That's why we took the break. Um, <laughs> as uh, as always, I am uh, Aaron Traphagen, and I'm joined by my business partners, uh, Doctors Wayne Patton and Emily Hetty. How are y'all today? It's Friday. We made it. It's Friday the thirteenth, Wayne. Oh, we may not make so it. So far, we're all right. Yeah, we've now dated the podcast. Nobody can listen to this outside of that context. It's okay. All right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so we're back uh, doing a, a really a leadership series. Um, Emily Hetty has, has spent some time doing some research, uh, extensive research uh, in the area of leadership, uh, written a, a fantastic white paper that's available on the Magellan website at I think Magellan.com. Uh, and I think Adam will maybe post a link or, or a, a, a copy of that here with the podcast. But uh, Emily, before we jump into kind of the series, why don't you give us an idea of like what went into this research and what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, so the, the research really started with us thinking about how we as a company want to train our own leaders. Um, so I, I just started doing some reading about what would it look like for us to walk onto a campus or connect with some folks online and really try to help them bring about an effective and a good change on their campus. And um, there's there's lots of elements to it. And if you start diving into leadership liter- literature, it's like it's a bottomless hole. I mean, there's just there's so much of it. And um, there's a, a pretty large swath of it that's that's basically sets of principles for leadership. And most of those are good. Um, nothing wrong with that. But then there's some that I found a little more a little more helpful, um, which dealt more specifically with what leadership looks like in context. And um, that's, as as a company, what we run into very, very often. Um, you, every campus is different from every other campus. And the leaders that are the most effective are, are those that can read the context of their campus. They can read the culture, the way the campus fires, what its values are, and can work in tandem with those to bring about a good change. Um, now, no campus is simply one thing. They're large and complex beasts often. Um, but just having some working terminology about how different campus cultures might might make a space for good leadership um, became something that was pretty important for us as a company. And uh, we wanted to share it here because we thought it might help out some of the folks that we're working with in a larger sense. Yeah, kind of to get a lay of the land of the different kind of something we'll talk about in a bit, the cultures of campus. But, but really, we deal with such a, a, a vast array of personality types and people, and it's 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 part of the fun of what we do. I think we, we brag on the fact that we're practical and adaptable and this is an area where we have to be. Yeah, uh, totally agree. And I think as each place, one of those things that, you know, could bring real value to any of the projects or 
or even just uh, leadership on a campus without us being there uh, is maybe taking some time to reflect on, you know, their campus in light of these, you know, so this kind of lends us to these uh, five kind of areas, right, or metaphors for uh, the campus and the way it is structured. Um, You know, as we were talking about beforehand, you know, some of these might just fit right in as you hear them, you know, so, you know, going over them, uh, you know, we're going to talk about uh, the the campus metaphors as an ecosystem, as a culture, uh, as a machine, as an institution, and as a marketplace. And probably right off the bat, one or two of those probably resonates for people. Um, you know, but there's probably some value if you haven't thought about, you know, your organization in one of these other lights. So, you know, my thought was culture and marketplace are probably ways people have looked at their campus quite frequently. But, you know, to think about ecosystem and what that metaphor looks like. And, you know, it could bring some insights to life, you know. And so as we talk through each of these, you know, I think that's probably the takeaway as we've landed on is some of these, you know, are going to sound familiar. But for the ones that don't, um, you know, those aren't bad. There could be some valuable insights by, you know, taking that metaphor and laying it over top of your organization and trying to see does something catch your eye that maybe you didn't see before. Yeah. And this is not by any means, a definitive list. Um, These are just the sorts of categories or metaphors that rose to the top as I was reading a lot of things. Um, These are things that showed up over and over and over again. So that's what we seized on for these. But there are others. Um, You may have a different way on your campus to describe things. Um, I find this sort of thing especially helpful when there's a leadership transition um, because leaders will tend to import metaphors and sets of terminology from other places. So if you find you're having a communication problem with, say, the new CFO – Um, It may be that they understand the campus differently than you do. And the quicker you can parse out what that's about, the quicker you can work together effectively. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, jumping in then, uh, why don't we start, you know, before we talk about the first metaphor, but why do these metaphors matter? Uh, You know, and and what are the common ones we already kind of led in with, you know, the five we're going to kind of talk about, but why is it such a significant well, I'm my uh, all my academic trainings in English, so probably not surprising when I say words matter, um, and words really kind of shape the way we experience the world. Um, so, just to take a you know a stupid example, I've got kids, I've got a 13 year old, I've got a 10 year old, and my 10 year old um, is very analytical. So, if I walk upstairs in the morning to get him out of bed, and I say, "Hey, Avery, are you feeling sick today?" That's going to position him right away to feel sick. Um, he's going to suddenly start looking for symptoms. Um, if I say instead, what are you looking forward to today? That's going to position him differently. So that's, again, it's a very small example. And I think we all have everyday examples that way. But Mm -hmm. if you're on a campus where the main thing you talk about is money, that's going to tell you something about what's happening. The main thing you talk about is the student experience. That's going to tell you something. So just having ears to hear, um, will let you know what reality feels like to the people on your campus, whether they're online or whether they're there in person. Yeah, we've got a few relationships right now where new presidents have come into uh, a campus environment. Um, Maybe they've come into a very stable situation, and maybe they've come into uh, a situation where there's a a bit of, let's call it just turmoil on campus, or they're in a transition, you know, higher ed uh, in the position it's in right now. So there are a lot of variables that are going on. But if you have a president that's been brought in, say, by a board who is a brilliant person in terms of marketing the institution and they're a bit of a finance whiz, well, that's that's a great thing to have. But if he's not a, a background, say, in education 
and he comes into a campus of, say, a thousand faculty that have spent their life in that type of verbiage, to your point, where we're talking about learning and education and students. And this very, say, excited new leader comes in and he's talking about the exciting things that we can do to drive revenue and ROI. There's a lesson to be learned there for that for that leader, right? You've got to got to be adaptive to his new what we'll talk about the culture, the environment, but how they see that if they're radically different, that can create some tension for the leader yeah. and various leaders and the the rank and file staff and faculty. And that could really help with transition. So maybe that's part of why somebody's been brought in because maybe things aren't going well somewhere and so we're bringing someone in, but it's it's like we see it a lot of it's a small business, a school whatever it is having some grids to sort of say, okay, let me analyze what's going on here. How are they seeing themselves? So right now, oh, I see these, these people are acting like, you know, they're in an ecosystem, but what I think is going to help us get out, if we, we shift some focus more towards the culture or marketplace elements. And so knowing where folks are and how they see things, what their primary grid is, you know, is going to help you transition them to another way of thinking as well. So lots of good reasons. (laughs) It's basically teaching, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. At Magellan Learning Solutions, our mission is to help our clients' educational missions with tailored curricular and operational solutions to help them thrive. To meet the accompanying challenges, the experts at Magellan Learning Solutions offer a full spectrum of services in the areas of curriculum development, operational administration, training and professional development, enrollment in marketing, or custom solutions to niche projects. Whether managing turnkey projects, consulting, or acting as a force multiplier, our experience and relational approach will help your team attain its goals. For all your educational needs, Think Magellan. Visit us at thinkmagellan.com today and set up an introductory meeting. Uh, let's jump in and, and talk about the first one. I think the first one we wanted to talk about is the ecosystem. Uh, and so the question is, what what is kind of at stake? What's important to think about when we uh, we overlay the grid of a, an ecosystem onto our educational structure? Yeah. I, I don't think this is probably the first metaphor that comes to mind for a lot of people. Um, here at Magellan, we talk about this a lot, though. And we talk about it in terms of the way that campus systems relate to each other. So, um, for example, if your admissions application isn't working very well and it's not asking for the right information, um, then that's not going to feed the right information into your student information system and everything's going to be messed up for the next number of years as that student's there. So that's an example of an ecosystem going poorly. Um, If you read the Chronicle or Inside Higher Ed, um, you've probably seen discussions recently on a a somewhat higher level about this sort of thing happening where – I think we all know there's an enrollment cliff that's starting to happen and and getting worse. Um, So you have states where, for example, the population's going down and there's an enrollment cliff like everywhere in the Northeast, in the U.S., for instance, um, asking really, really hard questions like how do we keep all these regional publics open? There just aren't going to be enough students. So you have presidents, you have provosts, you have legislators having conversations with each other about For example, should the state get involved in approving which majors are happening at which campuses so that they can control the flow of students? Should the state say this campus isn't allowed to enroll more than this many students? Or should some campuses be allowed to die? Um, And that's what happens 
in an ecosystem discussion, right? It's all about how the resources get distributed, how information flows, um, how people move, how checks and balances happen. Um, it's, it's about how the whole functions. And there's different holes, right? There's the individual campus or then there's campus systems. Mm-hmm. So that, that's an example of where we're seeing that a lot of that right now. We've often talked about ecosystem, you know, from a, a productive standpoint going in. We, we've said, what does the, the ecosystem look like? And, and we kind of often think about the ideal ecosystem, right? Yeah. And how we create one that, you know, you, you jump somebody to the front of the line, you know, instead of that long-term, uh, you know, evolution. <laughs> Shameless plug, we, we did a whole podcast over ecosystems. So yes, uh, tune yeah. into that. So what can a leader, you know, within a higher ed ecosystem do with this? There's probably a couple of things, and I know you all have probably more examples from working with clients than I do on this. But, um, you know, one is to be very, very aware that um, if you're in a campus that that thinks in terms of its own whole, right, how everything works together, um, what you need to do is define boundaries, manage territory, and make sure resources move in an equitable fashion. Um, you probably don't need to come in and do a lot of, um, for example, zero-based budgeting, things like that. It's it's more about managing the flow that's already happening. So there's that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is to be aware um, that when you're in a high teamwork situation, you're also going to be in a high conflict situation. So that's um, if, if you want to go Darwinian, you can go Darwinian here, right? There's a little bit of a battle sometimes that's going to happen on campuses that work like ecosystems because there's an awareness that resources are scarce and that we've got to fight for them. Um, so that's that's a situation that a leader in an ecosystem needs to learn to manage in a, in a fair way um, and in a way that's good for the whole um, rather than um, stoking. Yeah, not necessarily clients that we've had, even though there's examples of this. We, you know, we talk to a lot of university leaders that are just peers and, and friends and whatnot. And it is, you know, th- this notion of the the transitional leader who's needed to come into a situation that we've talked about. There could be uh, enrollment issues or physical plan issues or all the, the, the range of things that a um, kind of executive level team at a university deals with. And they may be like we've talked about, they may be uh, a finance person or it gets the money or they, they could be a very eloquent visionary leader, but they've got to understand at the same time and the, and the self-aware ones do that there is this tension and conflict that I'm coming in to this particular situation. And we were at a campus recently where um, we talked to a lot of faculty and leaders. And there, remember there was this notion of every single person on that campus, whatever their uh, position or um, leadership level, they have a notion of what they perceive to be the golden age of that institution, yeah, right? Yeah. And so you, if you have a thousand people on campus, you have a thousand different opinions of, of where maybe they have been, where they are currently, and where they need to go. And leaders at different levels, they, they kind of need to be cognizant of the fact that that is a real dynamic. So it's you're not dealing with, um, you know, 50% of the faculty and staff feel this specific way on a given issue. Maybe you can cluster them that way, but there's probably a thousand different things that they're coming in dealing with. So to talk about the need to, to not only have a certain skill set in, in that setting, but to be super reflective and contemplative about, okay, how do I, how do I uh, navigate in this new space? If, if, if it's a new leader or if it's a, a current leader and things change, 
<laughs> you know, they have a situation come up and it's a big pivot and maybe initiatives that the school wants to take on or maybe there's a, a big downturn in enrollment that they weren't anticipating. But to be adaptive, strategic, flexible, those are all skill sets we'll, we'll probably talk about in, the, in this series of, of higher ed leadership uh, podcasts. Yeah, and something that really struck me when I was kind of looking through this section of the the white paper was just kind of the context because there's this element where you describe kind of education, higher ed as an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But that kind of freaked me out a little bit because I'm like, ooh, <laughs> if you're just a leader at this little school, mm-hmm. you know, or, or halfway down the, the line at some little school, like thinking about the entirety of higher ed – as that ecosystem, right? The the and, and especially from that Darwinian perspective mm-hmm. of like, oh, good grief. <laughs> but then it, it's a little more empowering to me to think about like, oh, my entity, my organization mm-hmm. makes it a little more manageable, you know, especially the higher up in that chain you are because you have the power to to maybe tip the scales, you know. So if the ecosystem looks like it's getting out of balance, you have some power and control. Um you know, so I, I'm even just thinking from, you know, an ecosystem perspective is is something to acknowledge that and, and provide opportunities maybe for people in parts of the ecosystem that see something going out of balance. You might not from where you are. It just looks like it's all flowing. But having a system where people can point out, hey, this part of the ecosystem is dying. Um, hmm. And we maybe in leadership, we have to make those decisions of, well, I think that that part should maybe be dying or, or maybe not. Yeah. Oh, wow. What, what is impact? Oh, somebody's thrown something uh, that, that's not uh, native mm-hmm. in there and it's, and it's harming that part of the ecosystem. How do I, you know, rectify that and make it healthy again? Somebody brought kudzu. <laughs> yeah, kudzu. You're in Virginia. That's an issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just one sort of small example of this. Um, I, I used to work in a a unit that had admissions and financial aid and registrar. And it's a, it's a common enough structure. And um, the person who oversaw this was very good at understanding how systems work together. Um, so she was willing, I think, to really do the hard work to make sure things flowed well, that resources were equitably distributed and so on. The campus as a whole, though, was fairly turfy. Um, and it was very, very difficult to get flow to happen because people had – so much their own idea of what their turf was and how they wanted to manage their resources um, rather than thinking of them as our resources. Um, Now, I think progress was made over time, but when you are an ecosystemic leader on a campus that really doesn't work that way, it's going to be a long and a hard slog. Wow. So that's that's really powerful Mm -hmm. alone, right? So if you've got those people that are trying to establish their own brand and their, you know, their focus is on trying to climb kind of the the, the, the latter or yeah. the hierarchy, you know, are they thinking of, of our shared mission? Right. And that's more important than just what I'm accomplishing. Yeah. And I don't, sometimes it's not even ambition. I think sometimes it's just, um, you know, if I've been, and I'm making up this example, this isn't about anyone. Um, if I've been a financial aid processor for 17 years and I have done it this way for 17 years and it works really well and um, I know everything about it. If you bring in something new and ask me to do it some new way, that's going to be hard. Right. Um, not even because I'm being obstructionist or because I don't think you're right. It's just that I am what I am and I've been that way for a long time. Um, so I don't think we want to underestimate those things. 
Yeah. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> I guess that's the next thing. It, it can, you know, maybe it doesn't provide all the answers, but it can find those issues that, that need to be, you know, discussed and addressed. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm very, I like to think in terms of ecosystems. So if somebody says to me, I can eliminate 80% of what you have to do for your job and that'll free you up to do something new and creative, I'm all for it. Not everybody wants that. Um, many people really enjoy being very expert at what they're doing, knowing what their job's going to look like every day. Um, so that's a threat to the ecosystem when somebody won't adapt, right? And that's that's another principle of an ecosystem. It has to adapt. Right. Wow. So I guess uh, having a good leader that can kind of help uh, create the buy-in to that uh, that model and you know, important to show folks the uh, the value of how, you know, having that shared uh, mission and vision, the shared approach can benefit the uh, the unity uh, of the organization. And then ideally, I guess everybody's a little self-interested, right? So probably sure. how that then benefits the individual. Absolutely. All right. Well, I mean, this is a, this is a great discussion. I mean, I think, again, if you, you'd like to hear more about the concept of ecosystem, uh, we do have a podcast where we just discussed that in uh, in a broader uh, sense. So go give that a listen. Uh, with that, we uh, we appreciate uh, everybody tuning in for this uh, first of five uh, in our leadership series. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to our conversation on the many ways we talk about higher education. If you enjoyed the podcast today or found it helpful, follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or where you listen to podcasts and listen to our other episodes. Leave a review to let us know what you think. If you or your school is looking for help with RSI, your online ecosystem, curriculum, or course development, Think Magellan. Our team would love to help. Reach out to us at thinkmagellan.com. Thank you for joining us on the Magellan Podcast, Navigating Education in the 21st Century.